Hey, hey D&D, D&D fam. fam. I'm Quick. And I'm Lee. And you're listening to Divas, Divas and Duckets. So what is a diva? I think divas get a bad rep. But to me, diva is all about the attitude. As for ducats, it's your finances, your assets, Skrilla, Guap, your coin. We're talking all things with the potential to affect your pockets. And while we're attorneys by trade, we are divas by choice. Divas and Ducats is for edutainment purposes. Y'all, we are not Series 511 (laughs) or 703 professionals. This does not create a financial advisor or attorney-client relationship. The views expressed here are solely our opinions and the opinions of our guests. It's just our opinions, y'all. Okay, Divas, let's talk Ducats. Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. Hi, Lee. How are you? I'm doing well. And you? I am doing good. Been doing a lot of traveling back and forth to home with this break that we're having with mm-hmm. COVID, if you want to call it that. But, yes. Um, yeah. Yes. Been so, burning up the road. Uh, hey, got to <laughs> do what you got to do. So, D&D fam, welcome back. We're glad you're here. We hope you have been coping okay with this stay at home that's in place through about mid-May, and hopefully you're staying home and being safe, and we have missed you and are looking forward to a topic uh, that we hope you enjoy. We have a full docket today, so let's get into it. First up on our docket, we wanted to recognize our Boss Bay for the episode. As you all know, our Boss Bay is a small business or member in the local or North Carolina community who is doing their thing. And we wanted to highlight this time a small business owner because we know small businesses especially have been impacted with everything going on with the COVID-19 closures. And so this episode's Boss Bay is Mr. Ralph Duncan. Uh, He is the owner of Mr. Clean Con. Crete. His specialty is home improvement. So he does retaining walls, trees, fences, driveways, decks, bathroom remodel, floors, you he name it. it all. all right. <laughs> and he is uh, in the ministry. He is a man of the cloth. And in his spare time, he enjoys being with his family and his grandchildren. We will have his information on our Uh, episode description, but he can also be reached via phone. If you have any home improvement needs, his number is 704-606-6404. Again, 704-606-6404. So we just wanted to highlight Mr. Duncan. So, hey, Hey, babe. babe. (laughs) All right. So for the main event. Let's get into it. Yes. So our diva docket, on the diva docket, our topic today is going to be just man up. Mm. Men and the stigma on seeking help. Yes. And we were not about to try to tackle this on our own. We wanted Mm -hmm. to bring in an expert male therapist to be able to talk about this. Um, Very sensitive topic. Mm -hmm. Very... um, you know, impactful and emotional topic things that sometimes we just don't want to talk about. Of course, you know, that there's just this stigma specifically in the African-American male community, but just men in general um, on their stigma on seeking help. So we just wanted to dive into that. So today we have Todd Malloy. All right. He is. Hello. Hello. (laughs) How are you? Quite well, thank you. Um. So he is the therapist of Inner Peace Counseling Center. He is also a lecturer, 
producer and author. He has um, he produces the Man Cave Conversations. You can find that on Instagram at Man Cave Conversations. And of course, as always, we'll have all the information that I'm about to talk about in our show notes. Um, mm-hmm. And then we'll also have it posted on our Instagram yeah. and on Facebook. But um, Todd is a bold and innovative thinker who delivers solutions for the big issues of life in a very inspiring way. Todd Malloy is a very rare individual. As a marriage and family therapist, he is a certified sexual sexuality educator. Like I said, he is a lecturer, producer, and a author. Um, Todd tackles some of the most complex problems of our time. Todd got his Bachelor's of Science from University of North Carolina at Charlotte. Then he went on to get his Master's at Pfeiffer University. And he has his advanced postgraduate studies from the University of Michigan. Um, He has several certifications. Like I said, he is a certified sexuality educator, a certified sex therapist. He is a licensed marriage and family therapist. Um, He is on the board of directors of the AASCCT, and he is an AAMFT member. And you know, all these acronyms. <laughs> <laughs> Too much to us, Todd. Tell hey, us what, what is that? I'm a nerd. I can't help. Him. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I love high achieving, and he could help you with your issues. All right. <laughs> he is a founder and clinical director, like I said, of the Inner Peace Counseling Center. He's a co-author of A Time to Rise. He is a Trailblazer Award recipient from the Pfeiffer University. And um, he is also a weekly radio guest speaker. You can find him on V101.9, Love and Consequences. And he is um, he works with the Janine Davis uh, staff membership. So let's welcome Tom. Yes, welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate being here. Oh, we are so glad you are here, Todd. Um, and let tell us tell us about Man Cave Conversations. Of course, I've been privileged to um, listen to it and see it, but tell us a little bit more about Man Cave Conversations. Well, Man Cave Conversations is really an opportunity for men to kind of share their voices. Mm-hmm. Men talk differently when we're amongst ourselves than with women in the room. Right. There's right. no need to posture, no need to have a big chest <laughs> yeah. because we all recognize what the real situation is. Right. So, but we, I get to dispel myth. You know, yeah. you know, we have we're we're taught to have this bravado. We're taught to have a whole lot of things. Mm-hmm. However, it's not always true. But right. we walk in the misnomer, which in turn creates challenges within relationships, within oneself, accept self acceptance, etc. So this is my opportunity where to come and really just give real truth, right. science, and mm-hmm. and make normalize some of the stresses and pain that men have, and and allow men of varying generations kind of talk and and move forward in a healthier way. Yeah, and I mm-hmm. think that's so important, especially the, the different generations, right? So the younger can learn from the older, and mm-hmm. you know, even Correct. the older can get some information about what the younger generations are dealing with because it's yeah. you know in this society mm-hmm. you know our seven-year-old grandparents they they didn't deal with these 20 year olds exactly with. Yeah. So exactly i love the man cave conversation so if you have not had a chance to check it out please go to his ig hmm. man cave conversations and check that out so let's get into it thank you so I know for us as as women, we tend to chat and, you know, we have our select friends, of course, but we talk about everything, our feelings, mm-hmm. and we cry on each other's shoulders. Mm-hmm. And so I guess from a man's perspective, like what does emotional release look like when, when men friends get together? Or what kind of thing? Do you all feel as comfortable maybe 
talking or sharing. It goes against it goes against what we've been raised to do. Okay. You know, you know, women are sugar and spice and everything nice. Mm. You know, we're rough, rugged and rude. Okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> I like it. You know, Beyonce says she wants a soldier. Mm-hmm. You know, right. Uh, what is it? MC Light said, I want a roughneck. Right. right. I used so to say I wanted a sophisticated thug. I don't think yeah, it is. Exactly. And then it took it took Big Daddy Kane to say, well, I'll, I'm subtle and smooth. You won't disapprove. Mm. So we had to switch it up a little bit because every man is not the same. Yeah. So, but because of the stereotypes, the stigmas that we can't be weak, that men compete, mm. that we tend to uh, perpetuate the falsehood. We tend to not want to share our weaknesses mm-hmm. because that makes you look better. Mm. Even if you talk to your partner, you know, you have a female partner and you share, hey, I had a bad day at work. And mm-hmm. you no know, man can't come home crying because his boss no. made him mad. At least not two days in a row. Exactly. It doesn't, wow. it doesn't, it doesn't come <laughs> See, across well. But a, 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 a female can come home Every and cry and do all day. of these things yeah. and that's acceptable. That's so true. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how do we maintain a, a persona but still feel like we'll be respected? Because mm. once you've lost respect in a relationship, what do you have? Right. Mm. So do y'all, do y'all not, can you not download even with each other though when you? It depends. Um, you know, when we're when we're all you know in a cigar bar, we're smoking, uh, smoking cigars, drinking a little scotch. You might you might expand the conversation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we really don't don't typically come and say, "Hey, this is really what's going on." You don't really get into it, right? We really Surface don't dig. We don't dig, dig, dig deep. real deep. Yeah. We'll talk about sports. We'll know everything mm. you can think of about sports. Yeah, There's certain topics we can tell you any and everything about our profession, mm-hmm. what we do, what excites us about what we do. Mm-hmm. We'll give. We'll we'll talk about our sexual prowess, whether it's true or not. We'll we'll talk about all of these things, <laughs> but we won't. You know, I happen to because I do what I do. Most of the guys I hang out know what I do. Right. We'll talk about things that are outside of the norm because they figure, hey, doc. Mm-hmm. Tell me about this. So mm-hmm. I'll say, look, man, I call people out. I say, why are you lying? You ain't hung to your ankles. <laughs> you ain't hung to your ankles. Right. And even if you are, that don't really mean something because because you know, right? It 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 doesn't it doesn't matter if you have no skills. What does it matter? Uh, well, mm. you know. So typically, we don't we're not taught by society that it's okay. Mm-hmm. I tend to challenge that whenever I can through man cave conversations or when mm-hmm. people come into my office, mm-hmm. because we really in in the type of society that we're in now, it's time for us to define ourselves more so than allowing the they them of the world to, to tell us who us. we're supposed mm-hmm. to for be. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And and that I'm probably is very hard for people to do. Um, especially in such a social media um, centralized world, like being able to define who you are. Like, how do you go into the process of helping a person do well, that? Or even, you know, uh, well, you know, I, I try not to be biblical, but I, I, I'm a Bible boy. Okay. So, but, you know, the, the major prophets all, all had to answer a question, who am I? Mm-hmm. They asked God that question. Mm-hmm. And I think it starts for all of us that way, who am I? Because think about this. Until I know who I am, how can I define for you how to care for me? Mm. And if I don't define who I am, I put you in a position to mishandle me. Right. So, therefore, I set you up to fail and set myself up to be disappointed. At which point I can define myself. Now I know how to position myself for for the best use. Think about this. Your clothes have instructions on how to care for you. Mm. So unless we do an internal work and really define ourselves for ourselves that resonates best with us, 
we're setting ourselves up to be disappointed. So by starting with the even simple as answering the question, who am I, begins to set you on a path to really define yourself and really begin to create a standard for you of what's acceptable and what's not on every layer and dimension of your life. You better preach mm. Right. That was a word right there. <laughs> so and you spoke to like a part of it just being even who you are at the core. So is that one of maybe one of the main issues you saw and that drove you to want to be a sex therapist or what maybe what were some of the issues you right. noticed that kind of motivated that? Well, personally, just growing up, I have a very eclectic life. So okay. just growing up, seeing some of the things that I've seen throughout the course of my life, I recognize how fragile life is. Mm. And I really want to be a part of a solution as opposed to perpetuate the problem. Mm-hmm. I've, I, my, I was raised by a single female, single female. I had a ninth grade education. My father had a ninth grade education. I'm the first one to graduate from high school and mm-hmm. all the drama that comes in between. Took me 10 years to get a four-year degree. Uh, you name it, been there, done that. You've been okay. there, done that, right. So, and I recognize how fragile it is is because uh, it only takes not much to get caught up in some things. Mm-hmm. Not that I had a perfect, innocent life. I just didn't get caught at some things. Right. right. However, but there were friends that did get caught. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's so fragile. So now why not be that person to speak life, to mm-hmm. to to lead people through the wilderness? Once you've been through the wilderness, yeah. now it's easier to go back and lead other and people through to out. get to the other right, side. Right. Mm-hmm. So did you, when you went to um, college, did you know you were, is that what you, your major was? No, when I, well, I, let's put it this way. When I was... 17, I know exactly what I wanted to be. I wanted to be the therapist that I am now. Mm -hmm. However, when uh, I I paid my way through high school, so I I worked so I went to high school because had I stayed in the neighborhood high school, I wouldn't be who I am today. I was afraid that I wouldn't be me. So I I hustled, I grinded, did the things I needed to do to pay to go to school. So when I uh, senior year of high school, they said, hey, what do you want to be? I said, I want to be a therapist. So I go to med- local medical school, spend the day there. We had a great time, touched all the <laughs> cadavers. I was all excited, the f- all up front. And I said, the guy said, the intern turns to me and says, what do you want to be? I said, hey, I want to be a therapist. He said, you got 12 more years of school. Mm. In that moment, mm, I said, nah. I barely made it through high school trying to pay for it. Where am I going to get money for right. the next 12 years to be? So I was good at math and science. I had an uncle that was an engineer. I said, let me become an engineer. Mm. So I was a miserable engineer for a long time. I graduated from college uh, with a degree I didn't want and graduated and burst out of tears. I said, wow, I'm successful mm. at what I don't want to do. Wow. That's common. I'm preaching to a lot of lawyers. You know, yeah. that's common. So then I had to learn how to become, get old enough to give myself permission to say, hey, I can do what I want to do, be what I want to be. If, if, I'm paying, if I'm paying bills, I get to make some decisions. Right, <laughs> right. That is mm-hmm. awesome. And I think that alone takes strength, right, to just be able to redirect your path to follow your passion. That mm-hmm. just You know, there comes a point in life where you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah, mm. And I think that's the point for where most people begin to change. Mm-hmm. It's just that, hey, I'm on this hamster wheel, and this hamster wheel is boring, it's mundane, I need something different. Yeah. And unless you are willing to do something different, you're, you're going to be stuck in that cycle. Yeah. And do you think, like, some of that, um, like, people will get into that point where they're, you know, sick and tired but not knowing how to change that trajectory, does that lead to some of the anxiety and depression? Oh, no and, doubt, no doubt. Okay. Think about this. What is life unfulfilled? You know, mm-hmm. when we think about anxiety, depression, depression is really internalized anger. Mm-hmm. Anger that you you don't you don't project. You turn inward, mm-hmm. and it's about having a disappointed life. The they them in the world that you believe that has gotten in your way. 
But until you really come into an understanding of who I am and begin to take accountability for who I am and where I want to go, you come to an understanding that no one really has stopped me in my life. No, what has really stopped me are the choices and decisions I've made choices. based mm -hmm. on how I've allowed people to impact me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So no one has really stopped me. And the only one that truly limits you in life is you. Oh. At some point, we have to stop telling ourselves why we can't do something as opposed to asking how. Uh -huh. mm. You know, think, think about this. How many solutions have we created at the kitchen table? And then we say, yeah, but, right. as opposed to how. Yeah. Everything can be solved. The question is, will you put in the work? Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And do you find yourself that valuable? Yeah. And I think what resonated in that was that give yourself permission. Give I think a lot of times we don't, or we feel like we're, we're waiting on somebody to tell us it's okay. Mm -hmm. Rather right, than exactly. kind of, like you said, yeah, exactly. for sure. Th think about that. That's the way we're reared. Mm -hmm. As a society, we're, we're reared to be emotionally repressed. Right. When you think about it, when childhood. you're born, mm -hmm. when, you're, when you're a kid, you're supposed to be seen and not heard. When yep. you get a little older, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. When you get a little older, you got to be politically correct or your socioeconomic situation is challenged. Yeah. When does anybody say connect to your own experience, validate your own experience enough to put a voice to it, and that your environment values you enough to make change? Right. Now, what we're taught is we have to go along and get along. So mm -hmm. too many of us, uh, f you know, fake it. You know, mm -hmm. we kind of just fake it maneuver our way through and hope hope for the best mm -hmm. as opposed to taking charge and ownership and charting the course that you want to establish. Mm, fake it and never really make it, huh? Exactly. Mm. exactly. So I want to get into, I know some of your, you know, your specialty is, you know, sexuality mm -hmm. and so I'm not sure if you all watched I watched this show on BET Boomerang so it's the the premise is the original movie Boomerang with yes. Eddie Murphy right. mm -hmm. so it's based on their kids mm -hmm. so Eddie Murphy and um, Holly Berry's character had a daughter Simone mm -hmm. and then um, I'm forgetting her name what was Eddie Murphy's the girl? Uh, she she was with Mike Tyson. I don't know why I'm not remembering her name. Well, everybody knows who you're talking about. Right. <laughs> she had uh, a son, Bryson. So one of the shows, he and Simone had broken up because she cheated. And long story short, he was trying to be someone he wasn't in terms of running through women. Right. And he started noticing he was having erectile dysfunction. Mm -hmm. And he went to the barbershop and they were just talking about just normal, you know, this girl's thick, blah, blah, blah. Right. And he tried to bring up the conversation of, you know, he'd been having some trouble and the guy you know they kind of joked and ribbed at him and so I just kind of wanted to ask you like sexual dysfunction like how is that common or is how you, how you eat is that what's tied into libido or is it a mental thing like what is from your professional standpoint okay from from a professional <laughs> standpoint sex is it's mind body and spirit it's mm -hmm. it's biological psychological uh biopsychosocial mm-hmm now, so there are a number of factors that can come in to create erectile dysfunction, just the course of life. First of all, erectile dysfunction is normal. And basically, let's explain erectile dysfunction is basically not being able to have, maintain, or can have an erection mm -hmm. uh, to a point where it Im impacts intercourse, not being able to have intercourse. Mm -hmm. Now, throughout the course of a man's life, that will happen. So it's not that it happens, it does it happen consistently, mm -hmm. is really the issue. There are a number of things that can come into play if there's no emotional connection. Mm. Because again, it's not it's not visual always. It could be it's neck up. So if my mind ain't right, my body won't follow. Mm. So what it is is that he's not that type of person. Mm -hmm. 
he's more of a relationship person. Mm-hmm. So for a while, you can play the game and say, ooh, something's new, something's new, something's new. But mm-hmm. then it's same old, same old. Real talk, if I can be basic for just Please one second. Do. After a while, you recognize it's all pink. <laughs> and you pink thought I was the one that's the best. I just want to take this a moment because usually I'm the one to say something off. I'm glad we got a guest. <laughs> you know, but after a while, you begin to recognize that. So, okay, what am I really doing here? This is not really fulfilling and satisfying mm-hmm. my core needs. So, therefore, if you look at a uh, dual response cycle or the Bassan sexual response cycle, it all goes into emotional satisfaction. Mm-hmm relationship issues, body image, body type. So mm-hmm. all of those things come into play. Also, uh, eating is very important, particularly as you grow. When you're when you're young, mm-hmm. you know, in your t- early 20s and below, mm-hmm. you're raging hormones, so you can overcome a whole lot of stuff. Right. You, you ain't thinking, a, you don't care. It's your body. You can have yeah. a Hennessy and chicken wing diet. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Mm-hmm. But as you get older... <laughs> You know, hormones change, Mm -hmm. chemical balances change. Now, Mm -hmm. therefore, eating. Eating is a very important uh, healthy diet, exercise. Mm -hmm. Uh, Smoking comes into play because it kind of restricts your vascular system, can deteriorate your vascular system, blood flow. If you don't Mm -hmm. have blood flow, vascular congestion, the plumping of the vulva, erection of the penis, all of those things come into play. You get clogged. Just like you get clogged heart arteries, same Mm -hmm. things happen in your penis over time. Mm -hmm. So... Again, eating eating salmon like a lot of omega three having magnesium, calcium, zinc in your salmon diet. Salmon is good, right? Say again. Salmon is good. It's delicious. Yeah, salmon's okay. a good thing. Okay. okay oh okay. yeah, no, no, I made it a point to have a whole lot of that. Later. Okay. <laughs> At my age, you got to make sure all the things is lined up just right. A lot of omega threes, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there are a number of factors that come in exercise, things of that nature, because again, stamina, mm-hmm. uh, breathing, all of those things come into play. So the older you get, the more knowledge is the more knowledge you should have about your body, mm-hmm. sexual awareness. Because in truth, we 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 learn more about sex and sexuality, the things we heard, we're really not studying. Because once, if we actually began to study, read the research, understand the body, uh, we have much more exciting sexual lives. Mm. I thought it was very interesting that you mentioned the emotional component of sexual dysfunction because I think we With commonly men. hear it yeah. about women. Like, women are emotional, and women are emotional. Physical. But the fact mm-hmm. that a man might, might not even be able to become erect because he's not emotionally attached is Co- Correct. That also leads to premature ejaculation. The more emotionally connected you are in a relationship, the less likely premature ejaculation wow. happens. Hmm. Because now it's not about performance. Mm. See, now it's not, okay, oh, my God, did she orgasm? You know, is she giving me the right sign, the right look? Right. Now I'm caught, I'm engaged in, in the talk, the her. feeling, right. the scent, the experience. I'm more caught up in the experience. So now I'm having an out-of-body experience that I'm enjoying. Mm. But without the emotional connection, my core needs are not being tapped into. Mm. And now it's solely about performance. Interesting. So as a when you got into becoming specialized as a sex therapist, like mm-hmm. what issues did you see were um, around and that you wanted to resolve? Well, again, uh, you know, sex is a taboo subject. You yeah. know, you, went, you, you know, I, I spent time in a Pentecostal church and, mm-hmm. you know, you know, think two things you couldn't talk about is sex and money. <laughs> and the two True. things people want the most, yeah. you know, or they made it seem tawdry, they made it mm-hmm. seem dirty. But mm-hmm. as I did my own biblical study and as I've gone through the course of my own life, it's only tawdry and dirty if you want it to be. 
It doesn't have to be right, that. It doesn't right, have to right, be right. confines to that. It could be it can be healthy, it could be outstanding, it can be all of those things. Mm-hmm. And then even if you, even as I and uh, not just in the church, as a society as ho- as a whole, we look down on sex and sexuality mm-hmm. like it's something dirty, right. but it isn't. It's we are sexual beings. There's enough research. There's enough science, and actually, biblically, you can express shows how we are sexual beings. God doesn't have an issue with sex. Right. Mm-hmm. He may there may be a question about timing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but sex is not an issue from a biblical perspective. And for those that want to ask me about that, you can call me, and I can give you scripture and walk you through the book. Yeah. And I think it's very important because I, I, you know, was listening to um, a lady. She had got married as a virgin, you know, was just Mm -hmm. talking about how the church always made it seem like sex before marriage was so dirty. Mm -hmm. And then and they don't teach you anything else but that, like, you know, and then when she got married, she couldn't perform with her husband because she couldn't switch her mind just because she said I do. Correct. And and that happens quite, quite often. I have quite a few couples that have not had sex until it was time to uh, be married. Mm -hmm. And it. It was awkward. I've had mm-hmm. I had a client who was married six years before they had penetrative sex. Mm-hmm. They did not have sex before Ooh, marriage. Ridiculous. There were when a number of issues and concerns. It might have been. Right. You don't know. If you if you have <laughs> if you've been been um, bred with the mantra "sex is bad," what mm-hmm. does what tells you now that that you got married? Now all of a sudden you hit a switch and everything yeah, works. Right. That makes no sense. You, you don't know really. your body. You don't mm-hmm. know how to teach your partner mm-hmm. how to care for you. Mm-hmm. You're right. not familiar with your partner's body. Mm-hmm. It, it it creates a, a myriad of other issues. And I'm not saying everybody just needs to run and be promiscuous. Right. Mm-hmm. But there is some awareness. There is some understanding. There's some truth yeah. that we also have to implement so we can and have healthy your own sexual bodies. lives. Like yeah. you said, even with exactly. sexuality dysfunction and like you were talking about earlier with emotion, is being able to know yourself enough to be able to teach somebody else exactly. this is what pleases me this is how you can help me when Correct. I'm hurting yeah, can, mm-hmm. I, can I be silly again so for example <laughs> you know I am, I am an African American man I'm a mm-hmm. black man yes. I was mm-hmm. black before I became African American so sometimes <laughs> I mix them up mm-hmm. okay but I'm always sorry. a man I'm always. sorry alright <laughs> so so it was interesting I was in my office one day and a, an African American woman very Rubenesque shapely woman mm-hmm. She told. She says, "I just hate." And her husband was there. I just hate because my husband smacks me on the behind all the time, and I looked at her like, "Why are you tripping?" <laughs> I said, "That's a black man. He can't help himself." You know, that was because that was right. going That's on in my thought. mind. I right. said, "You know, my office. I can kind of say yes. what I won't say." And, but then it dawned on me. But she's real. And then during that same week, I had fifteen women say, "I do not like my hair pulled or be smacked on the tail." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, that's black man one on one. Everybody." Knows that. <laughs> But then it, it really really triggered for me. You really have to begin to ask questions because if you don't teach us how to care for you, mm-hmm. we will use an old paradigm in a new script. Mm-hmm. So it won't be about you, it'll be about our history. Mm-hmm. So really for it. us to have an experience, we mm-hmm. have to teach each other. We have to be open to learning. Yeah. I have men that come into relationships that, well, you don't have to teach me anything, I already know everything. Mm-hmm. But if you've never been with me, you don't know. Okay. Thank you. Repeat that, please. <laughs> right. You, 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 Repeat no, that, you don't please. know. You, you're a neophyte when you come when it comes to me. Straight me right. And I have have I to be new. open, but we're not taught that because men yes. have to show up and yes. have a certain prowess. And kind Women of have to show up and have a cer- mm-hmm. certain sexuality and all of these things, mm-hmm. as opposed to saying, "Hey, let's customize an experience that mm-hmm. the only only the two of us can have." Mm-hmm. And I think there's just as much the woman's fault as it is the man feeling like he has to peacock because sometimes yeah. we'll be like. I, 
had to oh, he teach should him. just know. I mean, he you just don't just know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Just as much I, our I, fault for I sure. hear that in my office quite quite often. Well, he should just know, or mm-hmm. she should just know. And I said, well, so you rather set yourself up as a pinata as he guesses. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. So after how much sense does that make? Right, mm-hmm. right. Well, he does know other people. Right. But if if you're like everybody else, why spend time with you? Mm. If if nothing's unique or special about you. Mm. Interesting. And we and speaking on you know women or just you know partners to men. I know a lot of times words have power. So I know, mm-hmm. you know, even in friend groups of mine, I've, we've been guilty of, you know, just man up. Just be a man about it. Don't say and, that to Please, ladies, right. don't say that So I guess a question that I'm thinking of is, you know, if, the, if a man is hurting or that he's going through something, like mm-hmm. what are ways that we as a, a partner to a man can be uh, more supportive or create those safe spaces that, no. you know, maybe they don't feel? Well, my thing is challenge your stereotype. Mm-hmm. Why not meet him as a person mm-hmm. and meet him at where his needs are as opposed to his gender? Mm-hmm. So, for example, I have a client, a gentleman who was uh, sexually assaulted mm-hmm. growing up. Mm-hmm. He's married to a woman that had a sister that was sexually assaulted. So when he talks about maybe sexual issues or concerns he has, she calls him a punk. Mm-hmm. But when her sister wants to talk about her assault, she, she wants victim. to be compassionate. Right. So... We, we're not supposed to have emotions. No, we do. And why can't we be human? Mm-hmm. More often than not, I, I teach men, women in general, men also, it's okay to be human. Mm-hmm. You can define what manhood and masculinity looks like for you. You don't have to meet somebody else's standard. Mm-hmm. And, and my point is, as I'm introducing myself, me as a male, introducing myself to you, mm-hmm. the question is, can you receive me for me, or do you want me to participate? to fulfill a persona that you got from your father, your uncle, your cousin, your brother. Mm-hmm. Because if that's what you're looking for, you really don't want me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do you find, I know um, this is just one thing, I, I have found it to be problematic, but maybe, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. an expert. Do you think that whole alpha male, mm-hmm. do you think that's like problematic or maybe it just presents itself problematically? Like, is it the alpha male or is it the way that it's expressed that is well, I think that, first, first of all, we have to recognize it's a, a stereotype that's listed since the dawn of time, the caveman, mm-hmm. the John mm-hmm. Wayne. He mm-hmm. knocks a, you know, y'all might not even know who John Wayne we is, do. but the cowboy. <laughs> he knocks horses out. Mm-hmm. He just walk up and see right. a woman, mm-hmm. throw over shoulder, run upstairs. Right. Mm-hmm. We've perpetuated that as a society, and so some brand of that has been perpetuated throughout society. So, mm-hmm. you know, that whole, as I mentioned before, the soldier, the roughneck, the mm-hmm. rude boy. Mm-hmm. Or whatever the case may be, boy. you know that that's what you want. So, mm-hmm, however, right. and if it doesn't fit that persona, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden a woman looks at you differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, to some degree, I might have forgot the question, so ask me a question. <laughs> I was just saying that that because even some men would say I'm an alpha male, you know, just mm-hmm. that peacock in that presence. So, is it the term, like, is it the characteristics of the actual quote alpha male that's problematic, or is it the way that men are expressing? I think it's that? the way it's the expression. Okay. Okay. The, you know, you can be. Think about this: uh, water. It can mm-hmm. be placid or a tsunami. Mm-hmm. Both of them are powerful. It's just how they manifest it. Mm-hmm. Because water can erode things over time or can just wipe it out in an instant. Right. So it's more so the expression. You can be an alpha male all day long, but that doesn't mean that you can't be respectful, courteous, mm-hmm. and so forth. Mm-hmm. However, but when it's time to show show that part of you, that lion part of you, you show up in its appropriate time. Mm-hmm. There's a wisdom. There's an mm-hmm. appropriateness. Okay. And you have to gauge that with where you are. Mm-hmm. So. 
you know, it was interesting. A gentleman I'm, I'm familiar with used to come home and say, Buston's off. Hello, your husband's home. Ta-da. <laughs> and and his wife put up with that often. Mm-hmm. And then one day she just said, "I'm I know who you are. Who right. are you trying to convince coming home like that? Mm. Mm-hmm. Is, are you not sure about you that you over have to over exemplify yourself mm. as opposed to just be who you are and walk in it? Right. And I say that I say yeah. that all the time when men proclaim to be alpha males. I was like, my father was an alpha male, and I have never once heard him say in the house, "I am an alpha male." Oh. Like you. When you are that, you just are. Like you don't it, have to. You when, when you show it. up, but you, but you show up energy. relevant in each mm-hmm. moment. Yes. But I think some of that is because, at least societally, it's perceived that if you're not like that, alpha is the only way to be. So mm-hmm. when you think about, and I don't know if there's other. I know I've heard alpha and beta. I'm sure mm-hmm. there might yeah. be other types. Right. I don't know. But you hear beta, and it's like, excuse my French, but beta is kind of compared with or synonymous societally with like oh beta's a bitch mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you know what i mean i think some of that might be some of that pressure of like oh i ain't a bitch you know but if we really think about it, nobody's 100 percent anything right mm-hmm. that part we all vary on the spectrum mm-hmm. the key is, is about connecting to who you are and exemplifying that mm-hmm. and you know think about this Part, part of my life's goal and mission is to kill the representative. Because mm-hmm. if we show up in all alpha and so forth, mm-hmm. we never really know if the person is really accepting me or the representative. Mm-hmm. Right. So if I actually represent and present who I am in my truest, purest sense, mm-hmm. now I know my acceptance is of me. Mm-hmm. And what does that offer me? What does that offer the person I'm in relationship with? What type of quality of life does that offer me? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. as we're trying to fit these stereotypes, these personas, we're denying ourselves what's intrinsically available to us. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I I mean, even that, like, I think that's like a huge part of the basis of mental health is like anxiety and depression is just having Mm -hmm. to constantly feel like you gotta be someone else. Right, Mm -hmm. exactly. Because remember, with social media and everything, everything's projected mm-hmm. out. You have to be this. You have to be this. Yeah. If I buy the the whatever iPhone, you got i11, i xrs, <laughs> no, right, whatever. Right. But as soon as you buy it, six months later, mm-hmm. you get a new yeah. one. They tell you how inadequate the one you have. Mm-hmm. Someone's mm-hmm. always telling you you're inadequate. Mm-hmm. Someone's always telling you mm-hmm. that you're not enough. Mm-hmm. So unless you begin to define self from within mm-hmm. and define yourself based on your terms, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're setting yourself up to always chase after this ever-evolving ever cycle of what manhood looks like. Even as I evolved as a man, you know, first we were knocking our horses, then we were too rough, <laughs> then we had to carry a man bag to say that, you know, we are, then you all of a sudden you were punk. Oh, the merch. <laughs> yeah, you had a man, you know, then you were punk for carrying that. It was just like, so for right. me personally, as the midst of being switched all over the place mm-hmm. you know fortunately fort- fortunately whatever i've always been a big person mm-hmm. so when you're big people always have a perception that's of true mm-hmm. have a perception so i warded off most evil spirits mm-hmm. but after a while you get swung all over the place of what is it supposed to look like so mm-hmm. that's for me that's when i said well i tell you what the bible don't change mm-hmm. let me find out what bible looks like from a manhood perspective mm-hmm. at least that's something i can meet because if every 10 years i got to become something different right this is becoming too exhausting yeah yeah. So I, I began to look at the Bible as a standard or whatever spiritual book you want to look at as a standard and then be, begin to build self through that perspective and then evolve into who I am based on how I believe I've been called and mm-hmm. what right. resonates best with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
for sure. And so one of the things that was really important for us to get you in here this month, because May is Mental Health Awareness Month, mm-hmm. and we wanted to, you know, highlight men because a lot of times people, well, people think people, but I don't think there's enough spotlight on men in particular because mm-hmm. of the various discomforts um, with, with being themselves. And we talked about, you know, not being yourself or showing up as someone mm-hmm. else, and that can lead to some of the anxiety, depression. Right. So no kind of talk about maybe what you're seeing in terms of, you know, suicide rate or certain mm-hmm. rates of, of crises um, amongst, you know, black women, I mean, black men, excuse me, in particular. Well, we actually don't commit suicide as much as Everyone else. Everyone else. Okay. Right, because I think personally because of the stresses and pressures that we've lived with since we've been here, mm. kind of gives us a resilience and a coping skill. Okay. However, we're probably somewhere to the tune of one-third mm. of what uh, other men are, okay. uh, Caucasian men. Mm-hmm. And women and women are probably, we're, we're four times as high as women. Women are, out of, are probably... Two points, we're at 11 points per thousand. Okay. Uh, whereas Caucasian men are at 30. Mm-hmm. Okay. However, but we do suffer of stress, anxiety. It shows up different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things when you were talking, it first came to mind is something was taught to me many years ago. I said, "What do you know what the difference between a man and a boy is? Mm. A man knows when to ask for help. Mm. It has to come a point where we have to recognize that we're struggling and ask for help because even from a biblical perspective, it says iron sharpens iron. Yeah. That means that we have to show our vulnerability. We have to show our weakness. Mm-hmm. But you're going somewhere with some wise counsel. Somebody has some sense mm-hmm. to help build you, to restore you, to not give you information, but clear the pathway for you to come into your own truth mm-hmm. and then walk, walk in the security, security of you. But, but it, it's, it's a it's a it's a necessity in order to make it. Why is it okay to ask for help when you want to start a business? Mm. But it's not it's not okay to ask for help when I want to be able to live long enough to have a business. Right. Mm-hmm. And and that yeah that I mean how do you begin to normalize normalize those conversations if you guys aren't talking about it? Like if you don't have that person that you I mean because every woman we got mm-hmm. tons of people we can go to you like, straight up say you, girl I'm struggling yeah or, and, you, know. you know and even you know just feeling like therapy is okay because of course still in our community is it's yeah. a stigma like when I told my it family you know I was going to therapy it was like oh you crazy you better go to church <laughs> so but you know and I'm sure exactly. it's even worse for a guy at least I could go to my family and mm-hmm. say that I can't mm-hmm. imagine the impact a male would have if he told his family the same thing like one of the things is that you go to elders one of the things of I, one of the benefits that I've had is I've had men in my life that I could talk to. Some I met through the church, some are just older than me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm 57, so I typically, if I need wisdom, I'm not going to somebody 57. Right. You need to be in the 80s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you've been there, done that, so That's you can wise. really give me some insight. Mm-hmm. But it's really to yeah. find someone, an elder that you can talk to. Mm-hmm. So when I had Man Cave conversations, we had three generations of men there. I think the youngest, he didn't really contribute, but the, the youngest was nine. But from sixteen, from sixteen to eighty, yeah. mm. and it was interesting how you know the young men were were, were hyped and all of these mm-hmm. things and and the sex and so forth and and the seventy eight year old dude said yeah sex for me is turning on some music, uh, dance with my wife and we fall asleep. <laughs> he said for me to lay with an eighteen year old woman is gonna kill me. <laughs> and we talked about erectile dysfunction. Yeah. We talked about anxiety associated to stress and, and life pressures and all of these different things.
But that was a unique forum. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, right. we do pigeonhole it. You'll meet an elder. you find somebody at church. You'll find an older uncle or somebody that you can't talk to. Mm-hmm. But on the larger scheme, it's not there. And and it and it's it's time to make that change. It is. A life, life would be better. Because think about this. As strong as the stronger the man is, how much stronger would the relationship be? How much stronger would the family mm-hmm. be? Mm-hmm. A man is a pillar of society. Mm-hmm. Not the only pillar, but a pillar. Mm-hmm. So when that pillar is strong, it has a rippling effect throughout all the other dimensions of life and everything that he touches. Mm-hmm. If he don't hear nothing else that Ty's saying, I'm, that's like, yeah, it's so yeah. impactful. And I think you were saying something earlier. We were just discussing, like, you know, talking about sexuality, especially amongst, um, you know, kids when they start kind of getting mm-hmm. curious. But I think that can actually help with what we were talking about normalizing is kind of maybe reach people where they are. Yeah. And so, um, sure. you know, Melinda, that was yeah, your yeah, baby. I did. I, kinda... you know, how, how with with children, you know, because you, you were earlier talking about, you know, um, molestation and stuff with children of course mm-hmm. the suicide rate is starting to increase in younger kids um h- how do you go about when is is when is soon too soon and is 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 that such a thing and how do you begin to have those conversations with your child well i don't know if there's a, such a thing as too soon okay mm-hmm. uh i don't know that there's actually a certain time i think as <clears throat> you make information aware as they become curious mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What you do is you add, they're starting to talk to you. You may ask questions. Hey, I was, you know, when my when my children were younger, uh, on the school buses, my son, my oldest rode the school bus, and I heard on the school bus that they were having sex on the bus, and, and they had different bands and different colors, and the colors will tell what they do. Right, I and remember so that. Forth. So I, I came home and said, hey, what do you know about this? <laughs> he said, oh, yeah, well, people do stuff. I said, what do you think? Well, I don't think nothing. Hmm. But why don't you think nothing? Because I don't, I'm focused on Nintendo. I'd say, okay. However, but then when he got older, Mm -hmm. and he said, Daddy, this girl said I'm going to be her baby's daddy. What that mean? I said, that mean you ain't. (laughs) 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 But but then then that opened the door to have that Conversation. conversation. What it is is that we're staying connected with our children. We're making ourselves aware. If they like a particular song, Mm -hmm. we're Mm -hmm. listening to the song, and why is it provocative to you? Why is it of interest to you? Mm -hmm. And then you begin to have that. When my daughter and Nicki Minaj and Carmen, you know, she's saying all these things, and she wants a T-shirt with the middle finger up. And (laughs) I said, so, okay, well, talk to me about why is this of interest to you? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we then you meet that child where they are. So yeah. as opposed to just trying to dump information mm-hmm. on them, mm-hmm. what it is, you meet them where they are and you give them the information that's appropriate to the time of the question or the conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 I really got that. I mean, obviously it makes sense when I got in grad school and they taught you the same thing, but my mm-hmm. mother did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Not mine. You know, as a kid, you know, you know, we were taught don't be ashamed of your body. You could walk around the house naked. We had life cycle books as kids, and my mother went through and told us about the books and so forth. You know, to but some I'm degree. sure you know in, in your experience, your mother was, was a very gym. unique. Oh yeah, that's very unique. <laughs> yeah. You know, my my mother was the one that said, "Todd, you should be a player. Don't don't be." She said, she said, she said, you know, I was 17 and I was liking somebody. She said, she said, how you know if it's good if you ain't never been with nobody else? Mm, go ahead, mom. I said. Mama, you got a point. <laughs> you know, however, I've, you know, yeah. but, you, but you're learning through the process. But mm-hmm. it's to have those conversations, to have those childhoods at age-appropriate times mm-hmm. and give them the relevant information at the time as opposed to sit down. Because sometimes I had a client, daughter's 14, son, 16, 
they did not want to have the conversation. Mm. So why are you going to force somebody? They're obviously not ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you wait till they're ready because they will have it. You give them some general information. Hey, if this is something you're interested in, we need to talk to you about protecting yourself, not mm-hmm. you know all of these different things. But hey, when you're ready, you come on, talk to me. But you create an, an opportunity where it's an open communication as opposed to sti- stigmatizing it. Yeah, and uh, it will it it it'll work. It's it's not. And I that think complex. it's often, especially. Um, well, I'm. I mean, I'm sure girls do it too. But you know, like with boys, um, being in you know DSS de- dealing with those kind of cases, you also we also had to hear about you know children like touching themselves and then wondering, like, was it a line of a parent trying to touch them or just a child being curious? You know, mm-hmm. and our instant mm-hmm. reactions is always to like pop a child or make them feel bad about. Right, you know, touching themselves, but they're mm-hmm. like they're a child, like the same way they learn to play with their feet and their hair. They egg, find a new egg, body part. Exactly, and... exactly. You know, I I always say your private parts are not supposed to be private to you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. You children know, and adults, right? Mm-hmm. Right, children and adults. <laughs> private parts are not supposed to be private. Right. You should understand what you know. Here it is in my office. I'm I'm teaching women over 40 about their vulva. Right. And they've actually never taken a mirror and, and, looked and at touched it. and looked yep. at it. So I got I got charts and all of these different things. Mm-hmm. We should know about our bodies. Okay, men, they look at their bodies and they say, okay, I got some hanging. <laughs> but do you really understand what's going on, where right. the sensitive areas are, where mm-hmm. you may want to tell your partner where to spend a little more time mm-hmm. because it's a little more sensitive, a mm-hmm. little more erotic for you. But by self-pleasuring, <laughs> spending time with yourself, you're able to figure all the things all of these things out. Mm, mm. Good stuff. I am going to save this question about finances and men just for our uh, Dear Diva segment okay. just because I feel like it might be a good tie-in. <laughs> so, um, and we're going to get, actually, do you want to share with our listeners where they can find you? Are you on Instagram or? Well, yes, you can find me at innerpeace underscore CC on Instagram. You can find me at mancaveconversations.com. You can find me at innerpeacecountingcenter.com and at 704-937-2286. And also on uh, Facebook, was it Facebook? Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Interpeace Counting Center on Facebook. And we will have all this information on the show notes, Mm -hmm. on Instagram. He will, of course, have his feature on there, and you'll be able to find him on Facebook. So we will definitely make sure that you can get in touch with Todd. Thank you so very much. I appreciate the time. Thank you. And so now it is time for our segment we call Dear Diva. Um, we love to hear from you all. So if you have any questions, you need advice, you want to hear from us, you can email us at divaadvice at gmail.com. Um, so th- this episode's letter, it starts, What's up, ladies? My girl and I have been together for a year and a half. We've been talking about where things are going, as she puts it. Uh-oh. I don't want her to feel like I'm wasting her time or BSing her. I do love her and I see my future with her, but I want to be in a certain financial space before I ask her. I'd like to earn more and maybe own a home and have more to offer her. I try to explain this to her, but we always end up going in circles with me saying what I need to feel like a man with something to show for himself and her saying we can build together. Is there something I could say or do to make her feel like I'm in this for the long haul with her, but understand where I'm coming from. Sincerely, anonymous. So that's a question for me. Yes. Okay. Well, we so actually, it's, yeah. two, it's two. <laughs> it's two. There's two sides to that. Mm-hmm. Um, we all have standards. Okay. Okay. We all have standards that we have to meet for ourselves, uh, and I think that's where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. There's a certain 
uh, financial position that he wants to be in because he may tie his own sense of identity, his own masculinity to that. Mm -hmm. However, just as she should be open to hear that, she may not always agree with it, but mm -hmm. she has to be able to see that there is a logic. But, but the challenge for, for I would give him is can he be open to her perspective? Hey, this coming together is about mm -hmm. us building together as a team. So I understand where you're at. I understand your hustle and your grind. Mm -hmm. But that should not be um, a factor in us coming together and mm -hmm. building together. Why mm -hmm. can't you do that collaboratively? Why can't we do that at the same time? Mm -hmm. Why does it have to? Why you? What I, I was say, what is life deferred? Mm. not living now mm. why are you going to defer what we could be doing and how we can be growing together for you to function in an idealistic mindset when you're trying to be a couple mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. what is life deferred mm -hmm. when you are trying to live now that, did, did, did that it does so i know mm -hmm. one of one of the things we wanted to talk about was you know mental health and that whole provider um and oh, i just no, know no, no. remember even steve harvey him. says you have to provide profess and protect mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so as a man if you're not a provider you know think about this let's real talk for okay. some. real talk when 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 a, when a black man loses a job you come home and say baby i lost my job mm. you go mm-hmm <laughs> you know don't know no man in america want to hear that mm-hmm it's <laughs> like a kiss of death because all you hear is you ain't no good, mm. you ain't nothing. When you gonna get some money? Because your mind is because you were supposed to be a provider. Mm. That that goes to the very character and heart of who he is. Mm. But his provision just money, right? However, the but but think world. about this: for a dude that has money, he could be ugly, he could be whatever. He can be, but ugly. he gonna be walking with somebody. Mm. Mm. Right, okay. it's a big factor of it. Now, it it shouldn't be the sum total of it, but we're not talking about. The reality of it, we're talking about the from a societal perspective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I would say, and I I see that I think I can receive that, but I'm not a man, <laughs> so I don't experience that. Um, so certainly, if I lost my job, I don't feel I would be feel away, but I don't think I would feel the same way a man would. No, because again, um, it's, it, it's to a certain degree from a man's perspective, it's all on me. I got to right. figure out, I got to make it happen. Mm -hmm. There comes mm -hmm. an associated stress pressure. Uh, I'm looked at, you know, it's like uh, uh, Mr. Mom, you know, your mm. wife works, but you stay at home. Society mm -hmm. don't look at you mm -hmm. as a whole man. Hmm. They challenge that. Mm -hmm. Now, they shouldn't as a society, right. But, right. but it is. So you mm -hmm. have to be able to be comfortable and secure enough within yourself to overcome that yeah. and still present and project yourself as, as you should. Mm -hmm. And to that, I would say, and I'm, I'm, gonna let quick give her own opinion on this letter and all of that but so I would say I think that a lot of times we go in circles because we we're saying the same thing and you end up just knocking so I would almost just as he you're saying telling him to be open to what she's saying mm -hmm. I guess I would also say one of the things maybe she could ask him is okay in what ways can I help facilitate that? Okay, you want to feel like you make more. What does that look like? Making more. That's so general. So, mm -hmm. you know, Devo, you wrote in, and it's just like, okay, it, whatever you make now, is there a plan for what more it looks like? Is that a specific number? Is that a, did you create, I guess, what we call smart goals, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, time-oriented? Mm -hmm. So, okay, let's, I'm just going to give numbers. If you make, 30,000 and you want to make 50, are you looking for certain jobs or doing certain training to put yourself in that posi position? I'm just saying okay, because no, no, no. Okay. you can run I'm, into I'm like, smiling. what I'm are you smiling doing? because no, I believe that there should be a dialogue. Mm -hmm. 
So all of what you're saying is great, and that's why mm-hmm. I'm saying for him to be open. Mm-hmm. But I was listening at listening to you mm-hmm. and how you're presenting it, mm-hmm. and that's how women talk. Yeah. But as a, <laughs> as a man, you you under fire. It's like rapid fire. Just, I, I haven't answered the first question. True. Now I'm under duress. So true. He likes now smart under goals. Duress. So well, no, instantly, no, no. But <laughs> instantly, instantly, with everybody researching, the star goes up. Okay. A wall. Yeah. So we can't have a conversation because now I'm under attack. <laughs> okay, and that's fair. I just think that's something for him to think about he doesn't i'm not his woman yeah, so see, you don't have to answer me i'm telling you even if he's listening to the show he, mm-hmm. he's like mm-hmm, i ain't going through the inquisition i'm, I'm under interrogation but this is my proposal you know but i do believe it should be a conversation some of those questions can be mm-hmm. asked but slowly okay ask a question and actually let there be a response okay right. but start stop at the s i was just telling you what smart goals stood for you know, started you at into, s you went into your corporate training and all of that i heard all of that i wanted to define it for you uh, you know so yes yeah, stop at the s sis. just yeah. is it specific what's your goal and yeah. then just move down to the m yeah yeah, but see, yeah, it was it was it was attack mode as opposed to conversation. That was so, okay. That yeah, was not the intent, right, but I right. it, I understand that yeah, was the it's, impact. It's, it's more so take the position of inquiry. Right. Hey, help me understand your perspective. Mm-hmm. Why is that important to you? Why is that significant to you? Mm-hmm. But recognizing when that when you take that approach, this how it, the rippling effect that it mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. on us, on me as a person, mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. us our relationship. How does that play into it? So mm-hmm. if you take more of a position of inquiry to pull information out mm-hmm. as opposed to ah mm-hmm. it, the conversation will go a lot a lot better okay and now I would say to him as a woman one of the things that because we are just fine with you giving us all the information we want the information um, maybe t- telling her just that like I do you know intend these are my intentions and I'm not wasting your time because a lot of times you men will talk but they don't say specifically you know, it's almost like they talk around something sometimes. So maybe if you haven't said those words to her, like, baby, this is what I want. This is how I feel about you. You might need to let her know that. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm having fun, by the way. This is great. <laughs> I um, so a couple of things come into play. Mm-hmm. You can't script people's conversation. Okay. Number one. <laughs> and I hear a lot of women want that. Well, he could have said it this way. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't you you won't let him script your language why you got why is it okay for you to script his mm. but if you just ask hey help me understand what that means for mm-hmm. example i said the other night i said well i probably shouldn't say me i'm gonna say somebody else said oh, somebody, said okay. Okay. somebody else okay. said hey you know um wow you know the things that we've had i don't want you to share with anybody else and and a woman would look at you and say there is nobody else that's a, that's not what i'm saying okay and she said so what are you saying I said, you're my gift. And when I see you, I want it all for myself. So it's not about you being with other people. Mm -hmm. It's about how I feel about you. Mm -hmm. But you had to ask the question. Because she got all twisted and her face was looking all funny. Like ours is looking right now. So what what does that mean? What is that? Yeah, no, but what it is is that, wow, I really understand that you're a gift. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is special and precious to me. So now I have a work to do to maintain that and protect it. Mm-hmm. Such that it's offered to me as a gift. Mm-hmm. But you have to take the position of inquiry because if you take what's initially said, you're going to take your perception, not the other person's truth. Mm-hmm. And your perception is not the other person's truth. Mm-hmm. Now, secondly, is that irrespective of two people, let's say, coming from a same culture, whatever, mm-hmm. same country, we speak different languages. 
Why? Because a person that is in one house doesn't, what's funny in one house isn't funny mm-hmm. in the other. A facial expression in one house doesn't have the same meaning as a facial expression at the other house. Mm-hmm. So a joke at one house isn't funny, face with tones of voice, everything. Mm-hmm. So therefore, actually, when people come together, one person speaks Chinese, the other person speaks Spanish. Even though the Spanish person understands a little Chinese, the Chinese person understands a little Spanish, sometimes there's no direct translation between languages. Mm-hmm. So unless we actually we slow down and take the position of inquiry, will we actually truly understand what each other is saying. Mm-hmm. Too often times someone says something, we process it through the jaded filters of our brain, we give an output, mm-hmm. but we're not slowing down to say, so what I'm hearing you say is, to mm-hmm. verify that we're actually having the same conversation, mm-hmm. until we actually slow down to really connect and make sure that what I'm hearing is actually what you're saying, mm-hmm. we will consistently have the dysfunctions in communication. Mm-hmm. So then I guess without scripting his conversation, how does he communicate to her that he's not wasting her time? Cause that's because he just saying. said it. He just said it. Okay. So he, he just, just said, says, I'm not wasting your time. Okay. I'm, I'm vested. All right. Okay. Quick. <laughs> 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 okay. Well, I mean, you know, my opinion, I, I feel like even in scripting people's conversations, like we can tell a person, all you had to do was say this. Mm-hmm. And if they say it and it's still not in your timeline, you still won't hear it. Correct. So, exactly. like, he could have said, I'm not wasting your time. And she wants to be married in six months. Right. And six months pass. He's like, I told you I wasn't wasting your time. And she's like, but I ain't engaged yet. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, I think sometimes you just have to do the perception um, how did you say you said her, her his reality? Her, of what yeah, he his said. truth is not her yeah. perception and vice versa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's taking the position of inquiry because you know the thing is is that by 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 asking a question, taking the position of inquiry, you're pulling out more information because remember we only hear the output of a person. We don't under, fully understand the underpinning that created mm-hmm. the output. So if we begin to question the output, we begin to learn the underpinning. Right. Now we can at least, now I can connect with you. I may not fully agree with you, but I can see the logic. Mm-hmm. Because now I can see the logic. I can make a healthy choice on how I want to move forward with you. Mm-hmm. But if I just hear your output and I respond to what you said, mm-hmm. I right. may I may get rid of something that, that, I, that I really want. For example, a mm-hmm. uh, couple I, used to, I worked with, they broke up. You know, he, they came from out of town. You know, he wanted to be an entrepreneur. She's the MBA, all of those letters, and professional person works for financial She's a stable nine to five. Got you. So, however, as he's struggling going through business, she was like, well, look, you need to come on, jump on this nine to five plan Mm -hmm. and so forth. So Mm -hmm. he's like, no, wait, be patient with me, work with me. Well, Mm -hmm. no, we have a daughter now. We got to do all of these things. Mm -hmm. So he said, hey, she didn't see, they bought a house together. She kicked him out of the house. (laughs) Kicked him out of the house. Now, he's an outstandingly successful businessman. Now she's mad at him. She didn't watch Lifetime. She didn't know. That no, because no, because he was trying to explain it to you. Mm-hmm. However, he didn't fit your paradigm. Mm-hmm. So now you're only mad because you're mad at yourself. You're not mad at him. Mm-hmm. He actually still loves her. He would still like to be with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fix, but fix what she time. does is she's looking at him, hoping he'll fail, so she doesn't look like. Oh. To her friends, her family, like she made the big mistake. Child, y'all came up. I don't understand. I he came up. Well, they still married. It's so y'all. They not married. No. Okay. You know. So, the point is, is that you have to pull information to really understand the logic mm-hmm. and the underpinning. Because he had a plan. It wasn't executed as quickly as he can. But he said, "Work mm-hmm. with me." Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. she wanted it to look a certain way. 
Mm-hmm. She has family. She got friends. Her mother, her fathers are asking her, "Hey, don't have this man in the house living off you, because you." Mm-hmm. And I think for for specifically for that one, mm-hmm. the, like the underpinnings of why he wants to have a house before he gets married would be important yeah. to me, mm-hmm. because I'm pretty sure it's not. I want to have a mortgage that I pay on my own without you. Like, I'm sure that's because not Because she would reason. be moving it. Right. So, right. Yeah. So, like, my questions Correct. would delve into, is that a, like, what What about that makes you feel like a man? Is it a, I mean, a lot of times men. But can I, can I share with, don't, 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 don't ask that. Don't ask them. What makes you feel, but how does that make you feel like a man? No. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I want to say. Help man, me die. That was a lot aggressive. I, I, I encourage Help. women not to say man up. How come? He he made the statement. I'm going to follow it up. Don't, 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 don't do that. He did say he as a man, this is what I want. I just, right. So I, I mean, because a lot of times so men guess, why will is say, I've never seen it like a successful marriage. So they always hear like the horror stories. Like, man, you better have your own because she'll kick you out. Mm-hmm. You know, like they don't want to move in with the woman that's kind of established and have her own house. They want, mm-hmm. like, you know, so I would want to get into the, like, the real reason. Right, exactly. Yeah. But it's taking yeah. the position of why. Keep asking right. me, help me understand what you're saying, so right. forth. And sure. to dig. That, the, and as dig a, because that again. man off of it. But they have to be, again, willing to be vulnerable right. and, and answer right, those but questions. To that so point, is he's committed. But he's, saying, but he's saying he's committed in the mm-hmm. relationship. Perhaps. That means I am willing to have the hard dialogue with you. Mm. But the question is now. Don't give me rapid fire questions. At least mm-hmm. let me let me give me a chance to win. Because let's be real, when when a, a man and woman go back and forth, woman's gonna win. Everything. She's gonna Thank win. You. I'm she, sorry. She's gonna win. But mm-hmm. if you slow down and give me a chance to communicate, then we can both win. This is true. Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe she should sit and listen with you as well. That might. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. If y'all can't figure out how to get that interim, that Chinese span, that Chinese Spanish. Yeah. Yes, get a therapist. Yeah. The sp- what you. I call it the spangy. Right, right. right. yeah. Let, let a therapist help y'all. All right, y'all. Well, hey, give us some feedback. Let us know what happens. We hope to hear from you. We hope this is a successful union. Um, as we said before, you can write us. Uh, we can email Diva Advice. That is D I V A A D V I C E at gmail.com. All right. So now it's time for Quick's Tips. So my quick tip um, is just going to be, you know, in this time, in this season of mm-hmm. COVID and staying, um, sheltering at home. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, especially with the things that we were talking about today, if you are having some kind of struggles with anxiety, depression, sexual dysfunction, if you, you know, just sheltering at home, a lot of people are extroverts, you know, so they really are struggling mm-hmm. having to stay at home. You know, domestic violence is rising. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of things that are taking place mentally with people having mm-hmm. to sit at home. So my um, quick tips will be, you know, if you have access to telehealth, um, mm-hmm. And, you know, being able to have virtual consultations with the therapist, mm-hmm. um, check if your insurance. If I can insurance. interject, yeah, insurances sure. of now, because of the COVID situation, yep. have approved mm-hmm. uh, virtual, yep. like, or telehealth is what they call mm-hmm. it. But mm-hmm. we can do virtual therapy now, things of that nature. I even have clients that have been married 25 years just because of the COVID situation getting a divorce. They don't, they oh, just wow. decided yeah. they don't like each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's 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 real. It's happening for sure. So definitely check your insurance policies. I do know also because of COVID that a lot of insurance um, is they're upping their policies so that some of those services are free. Mm. Um, You know, you could have two or three consultations. um, So just check your insurance policies. um, And if not, just Google telehealth. Um, virtual therapy sessions and we'll also have um, some links to hotlines to Mm -hmm. um, 
on Instagram and on our Facebook pages to be able to, you know, help you kind of maneuver through these issues. So thanks, everyone. Follow us on Instagram at Divas and Duckets. Mm -hmm. Uh, We hope this episode was really helpful for you. Todd, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you for having me. Wonderful. This is wonderful. Um, And like I said, we'll have his information in the show notes and on Instagram. And we are also on Facebook. And you can also check our website out at www.divasandducats.com. And I, like we said, thank you for being here. We hope you are coping well. Stay healthy. Read a book. Get some water. <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you all next time. All right. Have a great attitude. All Thanks, right. everyone. Bye.